into it. All right. Welcome. Mm. I'm not going to say it a different way. Welcome to the ancient way. I'm James. I'm Marlia. See, it was normal. It was normal. You said something yesterday. We were talking. And nice painting, by the way. Oh, thanks. I didn't notice the purple when you told me to take a picture of it. I didn't. All the last I saw it was like just blues and reds, and it looked like the sky. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it turned into purple and gold, and it kind of like sparkled a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what you used. I wasn't even planning on it. Oh, do you want to know the colors I used? They were the ones Bexley picked. It had out. to have been blue, red, and silver. The sparkly silver. It was just a plain silver. Okay. And then Bexley added pink in it. Oh, okay. That created. Uh with the purple okay i have to tell you this because this was crazy to me so bexley being two and a half and just living her best life right she wants to paint every day yeah um so we got out you shouldn't acrylic paint with a two-year-old but we did and um but she picked out the best colors yeah like that they blended well and they were the same kind of I don't know, tones, I guess. Yeah. I am terrible with colors. Color palette, yeah. It was a great color palette to just, I I was like, holy moly. But yeah. this is the second time that she's done that. Oh, yeah. You know, the last time we were painting toys, uh-huh. I was like, whoa, like these colors are pretty good too together. It was oh, like yeah. blue and green and yeah. there was something I wa- else. I mean, I watched her empty those tubes on that plate. She <laughs> went for those colors and just, but she did. She picked those. She did, but I thought it was like a great choice yeah well i was literally in my mind thinking at one point you and i were talking and Mm -hmm. i was just like man gold would look really good on this hmm just said that in my mind yeah bexley pulls out the gold and Mm. just (laughs) (laughs) emptied it emptied it yeah but i was like did she just hear my thought oh yeah did she we definitely are connected yeah do you know what i found out this is random this is so random I found out that uh, a mother yeah. has the DNA of the child in their brain. I mean, that makes sense. After they give birth, uh-huh. yeah, they they retain the child's DNA in oh, them. Oh, so it's like an additional? I don't fully, oh, I didn't fully get it, but yeah. I do know that it's like neurological. Like de- neurological, <clears throat> it's like neurological cells. Yeah. So when well, a mother makes sense too. when a mother gets triggered yeah. or whatever, like about their child, it's because they're physically like they feel they're, it. Yeah, they're connected, actually connected. Real. Oh. On a cellular level. That makes sense, yeah. I was like, that is bizarre. That is interesting. So maybe, you know, yeah. actually heard the cellular work in Could've, my brain that'd be a fun little test. Or yeah. not. Just go with it. Well, what I thought was interesting was a friend of mine the other day told me that her daughter, who's ten um, there was like four or five instances within a day mm-hmm. she was thinking something and her daughter said the exact thing she just thought yeah and she was like it was so weird it was so bizarre hmm. happens something to it man yeah yeah I think cool. I think the reality is that we're all so much more interconnected I think so too like yeah these aren't just bizarre coincidences that happen I think yeah. these are supernatural connections. I do too. And That's I feel it. like it I feel like it's not so understanding how to function in it and wield it like we talked about last time. It's not out of reach. I Mm-mm. think it's it's just there that we can grow into it and develop it and know the language. Yeah. 
I mean, it things. says it said that even Jesus discerned the thoughts of people. Yeah, right. Why can't we do that? Oh, uh, yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can. I totally think we oh, can. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think the kids just operated in such a pure level. Yeah, they don't have the grids of it. They no. probably just they probably just decipher it and just totally. I th- that's why I legitimately think Bexley actually heard my thought. Yeah. I never said that out loud. Yeah, because you and I were in another conversation. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's cool. I think so. Yeah, it is. You gotta post like... a picture of your painting. Oh God, I think that's a good idea. We need to start putting pictures of stuff. Probably so that we talk about. I mean, the things that we can. Yeah, like the purple heart and knife. Yeah, and the... the knife and the the little key, Todd had all that stuff. We should do that. We posted Cat's pictures. Those. Oh, good. My painting is nothing like Catherine's. Catherine's like... is stellar. You are different people, though. It's true. Um, but that painting was, it was good. Very good. And it was, we just threw it together. It was therapeutic is yeah. what that was. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you said something yesterday. I was like, we well, have got to talk about that. And I completely forgot what it was. I was like, that's an episode. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> completely gone. Well, that's good. Completely. I was... I was thinking, Anthony has been reading through James. We've been talking about like trials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's been a theme for me since like, I don't know, June. Yeah. Like James keeps coming back mm-hmm. and Hebrews 12. Yeah. I started reading um, the other night, which Anthony inspired me to do it. Read the Passion Translation of James. Oh, yeah, I, I read do. James in general, but I read, I try to read the different, all the different ones. But I read it, and I read the introduction, and that was fascinating. Oh, I love yeah. the introductions in the Passion Translation. It just sums it all up, explains the context. Love it. Um, many ways, the trials. I wasn't thinking. It led me to not specifically thinking about trials, and I was thinking about this, the running thing. I'm training for this little run, and I've had a difficult time, like just getting worn out, like mm-hmm. shaky, and, and I don't know why. Uh, it happens every now and then, but it's been happening consistently, consistently, and I'm running out of time. <laughs> but Anthony ran with me yesterday, and we got to that. It's usually the two to three mile marker where it hits me, and I'm like, "Oh, here it is," and oh. I have to walk, which is yeah, shouldn't you know? Um, You're in I, much better condition. Well, I'm not trying to like you know. I know, I'll but run you shouldn't. About a miles. No, I know, but the way that your body really is conditioned, you shouldn't be walking it. Two or three miles. Right, yeah. But Anthony went with me yesterday, and I think it was a combination of me just kind of training, doing it anyways. But I made it through that, seamlessly made it through that marker, mm-hmm. that whatever that mark is where I hit the wall, made mm-hmm. it through it and went far longer yesterday. But I was thinking about my, my running journey. Mm-hmm starting to run and stuff like that. And I mean, at first it was like finding the joy in it because I hated it. I hated running. It felt like anxiety. It felt like competition. Mm. And it, you know, I didn't do it the right way at first. But I was thinking about like the long distances and even like the really harsh circumstances and stuff like that. Everybody thinks like, oh, they must just love the torture of it. But there, it made me think not just about running, but about circumstances and trials, the really difficult ones. When I run and I get really far out there 
it should be hell on earth, right? Yeah. Miserable, just like willpower, but it's really not. There is like a dream state joy mm. in it. It's like, and it's like, no, I'm not strong. I'm not like super tough or endurance that I'm just like enjoying the pain. Like it's fun. It's like fun. It's pleasant. Mm. And it's not hard. And mm. I think it's joyful. It's a dream state. And I'm like, I, if I'm in that state, and that's where I pray a lot, it's where a lot of stuff happens, I can just run forever. And I think that, I was thinking, if it applies to that, and I think it can apply to circumstances, really difficult ones, yeah, too. But it's like finding the joy in it. Mm-hmm. Finding it, which is, goes back to James' trials and stuff like that. I think there's a joy-like dream state where you can be in the middle of something. But I think it takes, I think it takes going there. Well, it's the perseverance. Testing the waters of it and exploring it. Because I think it's so easy to get stuck in the comfort zone and patterns. Like do this, 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 this. But I think it's fun to like, you could, and I'm thinking like business-wise. Yeah. Like I've said with the numbers and the math and the finance stuff for me, even branching out into that and finding some joy in that, which I've been doing a little bit more. Hmm. It's kind of fun. There's something to be had in it, in those difficulties. And maybe think of like video games too, like, (laughs) you know, especially on those big open world map games, as you level up and stuff and you expand the map, you explore new territories, there's like better loot. There's better, bigger and stronger bosses, but there's better treasure, you know? Yeah. There's like little pockets to be found everywhere, I guess. Totally. It's like... I was listening to somebody the other day, which trials has been a big thing for me. It's mm-hmm. like, how do you, how do you extract everything out of a trial? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you use it to level you up? Yeah. Not to continue to set you back and keep something cyclical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I heard them say for every trial, look for the doorway of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I loved that thought of like, you can get so carnally minded, yeah, flush minded. And what, what I think that looks like is like focused on yourself, mm-hmm. focused on the circumstances, focused on the logical way to break it out. Yeah. Logical, like just very earth centered, mm-hmm. like I, your example of running, right? Yeah. Well, when you're in the midst of the running and you're at that two mile mark, yeah. your brain instantly goes to, man, my body doesn't feel right. Oh my gosh, my foot is aching hey my nut my knee is aching and it brings your attention into that yeah but i think the way that you extract the gold out of it or you start looking for the gold Mm -hmm. is like thinking about "Mm, you know what when i hit mile 10 i'm gonna feel like i'm striding yeah and then you focus in on the goal you focus in on the joy you focus in on the the things that are actually pleasurable yeah in this experience right even though funny. Yeah. crap is going down, it's oh, like, yeah. yo, I'm actually going to move through this and it's okay. And I don't think it like is like, because yeah. I think you can disconnect from the present moment and then you just are only living in the future. Oh, yeah. But I think you connect to the joy, you connect to the emotion in it. Yeah. Of what it will be in the future. Right. You know what I mean? Versus the pain or the suffering, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that you're in in the moment. Yeah. But that's another thing we talked about too. Um, I did run 10 yesterday. Did you? When really? you said 10, yeah. That's funny. 
uh, Anthony and I were talking about pain. Mm. And I don't, and I don't, I've never been, I've never had too many excruciatingly painful situations. I've had a couple, but I was thinking about pain. Another thing, trial, trial things like pain. Mm. If you're in the middle of some really harsh pain, I feel like you can, you can remain calm in it. Yeah. I mean, it can be, you know, stuff's tough, but I feel like there's areas where you can remain calm in it if you're aware and present. And I think you can almost like the pains up here. I feel like you can float up into the middle of it, sit in it, and then it brings the pain down. I don't know, like, but it's like with trials. It's like if you're in the middle of it and you're just present, mm-hmm. you can realize like, oh, this isn't as bad as it feels. Like it's, it's it's an annoyance, but I can find that door in it. Yeah, that secret door inside of it. Yeah. I think there's a part of when you're experiencing pain or mm-hmm. you're experiencing a trial, yeah. right? I think that those trials either are very familiar, mm-hmm. so it brings a heightened um, emotional response. Oh, yeah. You know, so a lot of the stuff I've been navigating is that certain things that I feel like are trials right now mm-hmm. are very familiar from my past. Yeah. Like... um And so it's like having, like being in the moment of what you're saying with that and recognizing, and even if it's Mm. after the moment has passed, being able to go reflect in it and be like, hey, where has this been familiar, this cyclical pattern in my life? Yeah. And that's how you extract gold out of it too, is Uh like in the moment when things aren't very, very heightened, being able to retrospect like, okay, like, whoa, I really reacted that way Mm -hmm. because not everybody's in a constant fight or flight. You know what I mean? Like. Everybody has these lulls. So when you're in a lull, like, okay, why did I get so angry back then? Yeah. Okay, what was I believing about that? Yeah. And I think that's where um, that's where you can get into the middle of that pain. Mm-hmm. You know, so it may not be when the emotions are so yeah. blatant or like but you can't see, yeah. you're triggered, right? But even retrospectively, you can go get in the middle of that pain. Yeah. And it brings it back into balance. It brings it back into perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can get a resolve out of it. Yeah. I heard another guy say um, that every wound has to be closed properly, whether that's a physical wound yeah. or an emotional wound, um, even something that feels like an outside, yeah. like blunt force trauma to the head. Yeah. Like you still have to close it properly. So you still have to go through the process of cleansing it out and removing it. And I think cleansing it looks like getting in the middle of it. Yeah. Right? Because you have to get into the wound and get out the debris. Yeah. Um, before it closes. So you have to cleanse it and then you actually have to bring a resolve. Yeah. You actually have to like kind of close the the chapter on it. Mm. But I just think that like with your running, right? The way that the, like, the way you close that is to find the joy in it. Yeah. That's the proper cleansing of things. It's right. like, yo, I could actually be so negative in this, mm-hmm. but that's just perpetuating it. That's like keeping the infection flared. Yeah. You know, negativity does. Yeah. Period. Right. Uh, criticism. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say that criticism is the language of hate. Mm. It's hate speech. Yeah. Um, it yeah. is how you bite and devour your brethren. It is how yeah. you bite and devour yourself. It's, yeah. Like, I think sometimes we're just like, oh, yeah, I was a little critical. And it's like, no, dude, you just took a bite out of somebody. Yeah. 
Right. Like you are literally, like that is hate. Yeah. But I don't know. Mm. It's just a bunch of thoughts. Yeah. Makes me think of that. I'm not a, I don't know anything about, it makes me think of that exposure therapy stuff. Like if you're scared of something. Oh yeah. You go sit in the midst of it and then it. It lessens the it fear lessens of it. it. Because you, yeah, because you're just surrounded by it. Like, oh, okay. Oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Not as bad as I thought it was. That's funny. We were just. But, it, but it's like the hardest part of that mm-hmm. is facing it. The hardest yes. part of it is like, it's like jumping into the water. You it's know? the anticipation of it. Yes, exactly. It's like yeah. the the buildup to it. Like, oh my God, what is this going to be? I don't understand. I'm not right. in control. I know it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting. It's funny how how we can do that mm-hmm. just in our minds and in our bodies. Like. Yeah. Almost expect the worst. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> I wonder what it would look like if we all took that mind of like, no, I'm going to expose myself to every fear. Yeah. I'm going to expose myself to everything that I think I could be afraid of. Oh, yeah. When have you done that and you saw fruit out of it? I did it um uh most recent more recent not a massive example of it but a more recent one um, I guess a Tuesday or Monday I've always had issues growing up and it's severely I mean it's much it's not gone but it's so much better now I used to be like a germaphobe mm. really grossed out by stuff like I hate nursing homes I hate going in there <laughs> I hate funeral homes despise them and then like when people like you know I had a hard time eating lunch with people in school because some of them spit when they talk and it would like, I would lose my appetite completely. Mm. But Monday, I can't believe it, Monday or Tuesday, I pull up to work. Um, we're, we're by the little Greyhound station. And this has, this doesn't happen every day. It's, it's actually not very frequent anymore. But there was a, a man asleep kind of by the, down by the entrance of the building. Homeless man, had a walker, some bags. And stuff like that. So anyways, I was frustrated. I walked up to him and I woke him up. I was like, hey man, you cannot be here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a business. There's people coming up here, kids, women, you gotta, you gotta go. And he was, he was a nice guy, really old, senile. He was like, oh, okay, sorry. He's like, I don't, he couldn't, anyways, long, long story short. Most of the time I can tell if, if somebody's trying to get something, money, food, take advantage of kindness, you can tell. This guy was like legitimately helpless. Mm. I mean, he was just, anyways, um, I prayed about it. I came inside and prayed about it. I'm like, what do I do? I was like, this man le- legitimately could use some help. And I don't do this, you know, with, I can tell. Um, so anyways, I went out and I was going to, I made the decision. I'm going to buy him a bus ticket. Uh, finally, he was like, I just need to go to the Salvation Army. And I was like, good, I can work with that. I was like, oh, and I, so I got some money. I gave him a bus ticket, and I'm going to walk him down to the bench. Well, dude is, yeah, he's coughing up stuff, and I can see what he's coughing up all over the ground. Ew. There's cigarette ashes everywhere. He's using an inhaler. He's got himself to this point, and he knows it. Yeah. And there's all this stuff everywhere, and it's disgust- It's grossing me out. I couldn't eat lunch. But I was like, what's, what's, wor- what's more... 
important in this moment? Hmm. Is it me getting my hands dirty or is it like service hmm. to this man? Is it being service to this man? And um, I, I was like, man, do you need help up? I can walk you across the street. I'll take you to the bench. You can sit there, all this stuff. And he said, do you mind pushing my walker? Do you mind, you know, pushing my stuff over there? He said, I can't really carry it. And he couldn't. He wasn't lying. And I was like, yeah. I grabbed his walker, which he's had his hands on it and coughing all this stuff up. And when I grabbed that walker, it was like that germophobic being grossed out by another person was gone. Mm. And I was walking. I walked him across the street, across the railroad tracks, down the road. And as we were walking, he said, he said, you're the first decent person I've met out here. He's like, you're just a decent person. I said, you know what, Fred? I said, you're a decent person too. Because he was, he was, he thought of himself as despicable. Mm. What I found out. I was like, yo, you're a decent person. Walked him down to the bench, set him down. And that was it. It was that moment. Because I remember it was a very pivotal moment for me. Because I'm like, this stuff's on my shoes. I'm going to get something on my hands. Yeah, yeah. And I won't eat for like three days (laughs) until this is gone. But it was like, no. It was like, this is a person here. Mm. It was one of those things. Like, this person has had an entire life. And he's had a rough go. He's put himself in positions, you know. He's probably, I don't, you know, health-wise, didn't seem too promising. But I was like, I'm going to be, you know, a a light to this guy in this moment. I'm going to be a a human, you know. Yeah. And help him. And and basically, you know, face my my little fear, getting some whatever on my hand or my shoe, you know, some gross, whatever blood or whatever. That's my most recent come to mind example Mm. of it. I love the question that you asked. Um, What's the most important thing here? Mm -hmm. And I think taking that question into every trial and weighing like, what's the most important thing here? Yeah kind of brings it to what gold am I obtaining in this? Yeah. You know, like those are leading questions. Yeah. Because it's like, what's the most important thing? The most important thing is that I value another person. Yeah. And what gold are you obtaining is that you're actually being able to release a fear that you have. Yeah. And being able to step into more wholeness to facilitate somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's like. Yeah. It's brilliant, man. And I think that's another thing. I love it. For your experience is that I think it's a key that when you look out for other people yeah, in the midst of your own trial mm-hmm. or your own fears, yeah. when you actually connect to somebody else, those old things also drop off. It's outward. Yeah. It's that outward love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it means the world. It truly means the world to do things like when that happens, mm-hmm. to go that route. Because uh, otherwise if you didn't, yeah, it's like, no, I'm actually only concerned about myself. Yeah. I'm actually like, and mm-hmm. I think we sometimes do that just subliminally or whatever, like yeah. very self-protect, but that's so sweet. Yeah. It's so sweet. And that, that feels too, I don't know if that was the night before or if it was the night after I had that dream about that demon possessed man. Yeah. Presented with the same option. Yeah. 
as well. It's like, what do you do? Do you face it or? What do you feel like was the biggest thing that got drawn out of you from that? From that dream? Or both. You can share that dream too if you want. Oh, I, I don't care. I can, but. Share the dream and then. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was the same decision. Yeah, the dream. Um, in the dream, I was at a gym, big gym. There were a bunch of old men on treadmills and ellipticals. And this lady, she was like a middle-aged manager type woman, a little bit stuck up, but she was in, distraught. She came running out and um, she was like, please, she's like, help. He, she kept saying, he's in trouble. Mm. He's sick. He's in trouble. And she's like, I need an ambulance. Somebody call 911. I need prayer. I need what anything. I need anything. And so I walk up. I'm like, I don't, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I don't, you know, but I can pray for it. Whatever it is, I can pray for this guy. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was her son, like a boy, a little young boy or something. Well, she's like, okay, he's in here. We go into this. It's like a warehouse room. Initially, it was a warehouse room. <clears throat> and the lights were off and there was a chair and there was this like young dude, like dreadlock sitting in this chair, just I'm extremely demon possessed, multiple demons. I found out in this dream. So I approached him, I walked up to him and I was just like real chill. I was like, Hey, can I, I was like, I'm going to pray for you. Is that okay? And the demons start talking to me through this dude, like cussing me out. It's like, don't touch me back off. And I had the thought of like, this is, this is beyond my ability to, this is too much here. Mm. There was that thought. Like, I just, I'm going to leave. I'll pray from a distance and I'll pray and just leave. But then there was a thought of like, because there's that thought of like, is this a demon? Is this is this guy just completely out of it? Like, what is it? If I start praying for him and evoke like the name, right? Like, is he gonna? Is it gonna work? Totally. Am I empowered to do this? And so it was like, I can be safe, or I can, I can just do it. Jump yeah. in. And I did. I jumped in. I grabbed him by his head and like put my hands on his ears, grabbed his head, and like looked at him in the eyes, and I said. Jesus says you're coming out and immediately just like all the other demons that we, you know, we've encountered, like his, his face tightened up and his eyes rolled back and it was just, I couldn't handle the name. Yeah. Couldn't handle it. And I like cast the demon out of this guy and he ran. And at this point it's no more warehouse. It's no more dark warehouse. It's wide open like Mm -hmm. a quarry or something. And there's a big pit in the ground. He jumps in the pit and then the dude demonless climbs out of the pit and he's just clean. Hmm. So clean. It's like the pigs. Yeah, right. Legion. The, the demons were gone. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was that same decision. It's like, mm-hmm. am I going to be safe? Do I want to stay safe and comfortable and protect myself? Or do I want to get messy and test the waters and, and grow from it? Expand. Mm. Anyways, I guess those two kind of go together. But it's fun. I guess it's funny. They both happened one after another. Yeah. What uh, What emotion do you feel like was drawn out of you? Um, authority and like the power. Like the courage. Courage. Yes, that's it. Confrontation, which yeah. I had, had in the past before. It's like don't compromise when these yeah. things come up. It's not worth it. I mean, yeah. you could compromise and it'll just come back up later at some point. But it's like, no, man, expand it. Totally. Heaven on earth. Like, do it. Every chance you get. 
Well, that's what I feel like that is expanding heaven on earth. Yeah. Every time you lean into a trial, every time that you are, it is planting heaven. It is binding the things that are bound in heaven and loosing the things in heaven here. Like it is on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Um, which I want to tell that story in just a second, but, um, but every time you choose wholeness, every time you choose courage, every time you choose to lean into the uncomfortability, into vulnerability, yeah. into all of that is also planting heaven. Yeah. All of that is actually creating a wider portal yeah. for heaven to come through. Like the aroma radiates further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Like you, there's more authority here. And so it's not just like, what are the acts that you're doing? It's what are you leaning into mm-hmm. in the pri- in your secret place? Yeah. You know, I think it's so important to realize that everything is. Your yeah. life here on earth is planting heaven. Oh, it is. Yeah. But I woke up um, January 1st, right? We were talking about oh, the cool. dreams, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't have a dream that night. Well, I did, but it was at the very end. Um Normally, I have like these big elaborate dreams. Yeah. I feel like I sabotage myself. The New Year dreams? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. I think it's sweet that the Lord speaks to us in a myriad of ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I didn't have this big elaborate dream. I had a dream about my socks being exchanged. I got a new pair of socks. Yeah. And as I was waking up, I just, which if you know me, you know that I do not, one, set an alarm at all. Yeah. Um, And two... I'm really good at waking up about 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 8.30 is a real comfortable spot for me. Um, if I'm waking up early, it's 8 o'clock. Yeah. But um, on the 1st, I woke up, rolled over, just happened to touch my phone, which normally I don't even sleep with my phone in my room. Yeah. Um, but I roll over, touch it, and it's 6.10. Hmm. And I was like, oh. But I heard a voice say, Matthew 6.10. And I was like, oh, okay. I... That was it. Like that was the big profound aha. Well, I couldn't go back to sleep. Yeah. I was planning on going back to sleep, but I couldn't. So I got up, went and got in the sauna at Native and I was just sitting there and I, the word that the Lord gave me for this, for 2023 was keep it simple. Hmm. And I knew it was about the simplicity of devotion, but also just things in life are very, very simple. Yeah. Like we don't have to complicate things. We don't have to over figure things out. Like yeah. everything is very, very simple. Yeah. Um, and it start the key is to start with the simplicity of devotion to the Lord. Yeah. It's not about anything else. Anyways, so I was sitting there thinking through the keep it simple and and processing that with the Lord. And I remembered the experience and I remembered the dream. And I was like, oh, the socks. Okay. I was like, Meh. but I was like, I'll look up Matthew 610, yeah. 610 and it's your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And instantly I knew I was like, ah, oh, keep it simple. The kingdom is coming. Yeah. And I, for whatever reason, I knew that I, that was the word for the year for me too. Um, keep it simple because the kingdom is coming on yeah. earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. And it was just like, bang, that's it. Um, well, about the socks, I was asking the Lord about it. And he said, I am exchanging the comforts that you once had in the earth yeah. to having so much comfort in the kingdom. Oh, yeah. And I was seeing this shift of 
um, old things that I used to find great comfort in. Yeah. Um, I was, I feel like this year I will step into great comfort of things of the kingdom. Yeah. And not that I haven't been comfortable, but I think that there's sometimes those moments where I rely more on the comfort of the earth than I do of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are comfortable, things that were familiar. Yeah. Um, patterns of just like, when I'm afraid I would retreat into a pattern that was comfort of this earth. And mm-hmm. anyways, but I knew it was this exchange that was coming. Um, but I thought it was sweet because then on at church that morning, Daniel literally gave the exact same. I mean, his message was about the simplicity of devotion Yeah, and his one word for the year was kingdom. Right. And I was just like, yo, like bang, go. bang. It's not, I think one of the things that makes me so excited mm-hmm. is that when the Lord gives me words, yeah. it's not just for me. Yeah. Like there's something about having this shared, mm-hmm. we're doing it together. Oh yeah. Like this unity, this. Yeah. I don't know. And then hearing it confirmed from other. Totally. Yeah. Hearing it confirmed from somebody else is like, yes, that's for me, but it's also like it, it's for all of us. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I love that. I love that it's me and. Yeah. But that's so cool. Anyways, I thought that was a little weird and kind of cool. No, it's really cool. I do feel that. I th- I do think that heaven is going to be planted in wild yeah. ways yeah. this year. I do too. I do too. That's what I've been seeing. I probably, no, I brought that up in the last episode. Yeah, the heavenly way. Yeah. And the, the worldly way dissipating and being. But I think the know, heaven, the heaven way is it's courage. It's yeah. leaning in. It's courage in every single area. Yeah. So like if you're feeling afraid, leaning into the, to the fear, if mm-hmm. you are feeling anger, it's yeah. leaning into the anger, getting curious. Like, oh, yeah. why am I angry in this? If well, you're it's afraid. The, it's the simplicity. Like you said, it's the simplicity of the gospel, like yeah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes. And it's like those situations, the simplicity of like, I'm going to apply the blood to that. Like, what happens when these two meet? Totally. It's that simple. Totally. It has to, has to be redemptive. I love in Hebrews 12 too, where it's in the passion. Yay for the passion. But it says, we look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation onto Jesus who birthed faith within us. Oh, yeah. And who leads us forward into faith's perspective perfection yeah and i thought that is what it is to for the simplicity of devotion Mm -hmm. is you actually just look to the lord yeah and he's going to birth the faith you don't have to work up your own faith like he's going to birth it within you yeah and then he's actually going to carry it forward yeah which he already did he did on the cross right but i see him like leading us as the good shepherd into faith's perfection that simplicity that that's it shepherd yeah yeah but it's like have your expectation on him yes yeah Period. That's it. Like, expect him to come through for you. Yeah. Hmm. Like, expect all of the goodness of God to follow you all the days of your life. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you. Right. It's like, okay, well, if it says it, that means it's going to happen. So you can expect it. Right. You know, you don't have to expect the, for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Or even expect like, I was talking to somebody the other day. About um, somebody, a friend of mine was diagnosed with um, 
what some people would consider an irreversible yeah. disease, right? And um, I had another friend that was just like, yeah, it's just a shame, like, you know, that basically like don't get your hopes up. Yeah. And I was like, that's, I was like, that's an unfortunate, that's an unfortunate perspective to have. Yeah. Like that feels hopeless. Oh, for sure. And it feels like that's like the, uh, that's the temperature of the earth. Yeah. Not the temperature of heaven. Like know. those things are different. I hate that phrase. What? Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. I do. I don't like, it. I don't believe in it. That's the temperature. Like, that's one of those earthly phrases. Like it is trash. Yeah. Why not? Why not ask yourself? How can I get my hopes up? Yeah. How can I raise well, I mean, my how hope? Do I hope. How do I raise my expectation in yeah, this? Yeah. Right. I was thinking about Maya sang this song a long time ago, and it's brilliant. But she says, "Come raise our expectations." Oh yeah. Because you want to do it, Lord. Yes. Make way for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to focus on the Lord and mm. say, "Help." Come raise my expectation. Yeah. How, how can I get my hopes higher? Yeah, right. How can I raise them here? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's lift them up even higher. I want to look like I'm out of my mind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I daydream about what people would like. I think sometimes I've gone into this automatic response of mm-hmm. like, I don't want them to think I'm too crazy. So mm-hmm. I like kind of, I kind of like dial down the crazy. Um, But I'm like, I've been envisioning myself like, yeah. no, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be that person. I'm yeah. just going to like, I'm going to lean in and be more vocal about the things that I'm. Uh, well, you know what I've realized about being, saying crazy things, especially like when you follow the Lord and you, you, um, put feet to what he tells you to do mm-hmm. can be, can be sketchy. It can seem sketchy. It's like, for sure. Am I really trusting? Like, am I really doing this? But it's consistent and it's solid. It's like stability, mm. 100%. It's not flaky. The real, his voice, so him, true. he is not flaky. So when you talk about those things and you demonstrate it, people will see, oh my gosh, that's out of this world. But look at the stability and the consistency. Yeah, I think it causes people to, it's like a magnet. It is. It pulls them in. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. Yeah. We need to have a um, we need to have a big dumpster fire where we throw in phrases that suck. Let's do it. Don't get your hopes up. Another one is don't assume. Mm. I figured that one out because I was thinking about a situation, and I've had I've had some feelings of things you know going on. Yeah. And uh, I keep hearing that phrase. It's coming. It comes from like teachers and people from my past and yeah, present. Yeah. It's like now, now, now. You know what happens when you assume. Yeah. We make an ass out of me and an ass out of you. And I was thinking like, oh, that's interesting. I don't think that's really the case. I think what that phrase does mm. is I think that phrase keeps you from trusting the Lord. Bottom line, your intuition, it shuts that down. Yeah. And it says, don't follow anything unless it's logical, unless you have proof. Unless it's you cautious. Have it's cautious. cautious. Yeah. But it it, it 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 combines assumption and like your intuition to, to, together, mm-hmm. and it boxes that in and says, "Don't do that." Yeah, is what the root of that is. I was really thinking about it. It's like, yeah, that shuts you down on that. Mm. I which there is that there is a distinction between the two. I've had this wild thought that what if we were never intended to be cautious? Yeah. What if we were never supposed to be playing it safe ever? Yeah, right. Like I think we throw wisdom on that as a. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, I'm just trying to operate in wisdom. 
Uh, yeah. It's for like, fear. Calling fear wisdom. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, Silly. dude. No. Yeah. What if we were supposed to be like David uh-huh. going after lions and bears behind the scenes and then going to no go to asked. a demigod and be like, yo, I'm, go- I'm going to kill you now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this dude, I mean, Goliath was not just a... Oh, yeah. You know, he's... Not just a really tall blown, person. Yeah, yeah. he's full-blown Nephilim. He's like part... A monster, he's a hybrid. Yeah. He's literally a monster. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll do this one too. And David <laughs> had one stone prepped for him. That's it. One and done. And then the other ones are for his brothers. Yeah, the They're other also four. also monsters. Uh-huh. Talk about trust and confidence there. It's like... Nope, this one's for you. This one's for your... Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's the heart of courage. That's the heart of just like... Yeah. Uh-huh. And knowing the accuracy. Yeah. Think about how much faith and trust he even had in himself. Mm-hmm. Of oh, like, yeah. yo, I know that I'm a freaking good marksman. Yeah. It's the confidence. Yeah. It's like, no, I know I'm good at these things. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm going to nail him in the head. Yeah, right. It's going to be easy. Yeah. In the, from the secret place. Totally. The lions, the bears. Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was a shepherd trained by the shepherd. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. May we all so have the heart cool. of David this yes. year. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I really want that. That's I've, cool. Let's maybe think of another dream where I had this Skype with David on that. I told you about that one, didn't I? No. It was his birthday. No. Okay. I'll tell you about that one. It's funny you said that. That was my New Year's dream. <laughs> what is, uh, Dude, I did not know that. I thought I told you that. That no. was my New Year's dream. Yeah, I was on a Skype call with David, and we like hadn't, we haven't uh, seen each other in so long. And when we mm. when we face to face on the screen, it was like happiness, joy, tears, like happy birthday, big party. Wow. Anyways, it's funny you said that. It was one of my New Year ones, New Year dreams. Maybe you have the heart of David and see that face to face, bud. So it's for everybody. It is. I'm taking it too. Yeah. All All right. right. I can't wait. We're gonna have some really good guests. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Yeah. That's this is. I'm excited for 2023 because it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun, man. Oh yeah. I mean, 2022 was a hot mess. So sure. Yeah, it's good. I'm just saying it felt like it was the year of fire for me. Yeah. Like so many things got lit up. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's good. This will be one for the books this year. No doubt. All around. I think it'll be a marking year for people. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ancient Way podcast, drop us a like, share with your friends, share with your family. And if you'd like to support us and what we are doing and you would like to uh, play a direct role in our growth and things that we do in the future. We have a donation spot at the bottom of our show notes. So you can click on that, give however much you want. Uh, We appreciate absolutely everything. We appreciate our listeners. And everybody that's already come alongside and encouraged us and even everybody that's been on our show. So Mm -hmm. thanks, guys. 